This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Idea City Podcast. For more information or to watch talks online, go to ideacity.ca or check out the Idea City channel on YouTube. Welcome to Idea City on the Air. By the end of the next half hour, you'll be inspired and enlightened by the world's biggest ideas, innovations, and breakthroughs as you hear about them in talks from the planet's smartest people. Moses Neimer's three-day annual Idea City conference in Toronto has been called Canada's premier meeting of the minds, and we're glad to have your mind with us. In this episode of Idea City on the Air, Rick Hansen gives an inspiring talk about his life and lessons learned. Now, let's join Moses as he introduces Rick to the stage. I'd like you to put your hands up in front of your eyes again, please, all of you. Please. There's a guy there who isn't doing it. I can see him. I've got a surprise for you. Hold your hands there. <laughs> Almost there. Hang on. Hang on. All right. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> Thank you. Great to be here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome A man who needs no introduction. Rick, please. It's an honor to be here. Thanks so much, Moses. And uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. What an opportunity to be here at Idea City and to share with you some of the, uh, the great themes that we all share in common, which is, of course, at the end of the day, you can envision an old Canada and uh, think of all the great principles and you know, the economic and political principles. But at the end of the day, it's about each and every one of us taking responsibility. It's people that make up this great country. It's our attitude and our perspective along the way that makes the difference and how we work together to truly share our values and ultimately bring out the best in each other. You know, my journey started a long time ago as a kid growing up surrounded by family and friends. And, you know, I had these great ideas that my whole life revolved around physical activity, hiking, fishing, sports, ideas of maybe one day representing my country and being at the Olympic Games. Fiercely independent. That was my measure of who I was. And then at the age of 15, I was on this magnificent adventure with my buddies. We were on a fishing trip, hitchhiking home from that trip, and the driver went around a corner and he crashed the vehicle and it threw me back first against a big steel toolbox and it shattered my spine. And of course it damaged my spinal cord and the doctor came in and said that I would never walk again. Everything seemed to be taken away from me. I was devastated. You know, I was there celebrating my 16th birthday in the hospital and, uh, and there I was, uh, you know, basically looking at a long and bleak future. I came back you know, uh, through the rehabilitation center and I saw a wheelchair as a huge symbol of disability and so I did everything in my power to get back to walking again. That was everything. 
I learned how to walk awkwardly on crutches and braces because the world I would come back to was filled with stairs. But I was so blindly obsessed towards that ideal image of being fiercely independent and to be able to walk again that I saw the wheelchair as a disability. At the end of the day, my greatest handicap was that view, and I finally came to realize that that, that wheelchair was actually my vehicle towards liberation. And I had to break up the attitude that I had, the stigma, in order to liberate my potential. Once I got in the chair and saw that it was my vehicle for freedom, I learned how to propel it. I learned how to move it fast. I ended up learning how to kick it up and do wheelies. And I thought, hey, this was awesome. You know, I was back in motion again. And finally, I saw this vehicle as a chariot for freedom and interdependence. And I'll tell you about that as we go forward, because really, from my perspective, I had to learn to paint a new perspective of what was possible, shatter those perceptions that people with disabilities were people to be pitied and therefore realize that I didn't need to pity myself, that I could still be the athlete, I could still realize that nowhere in the definition of an athlete does it say that you need to use your legs in order to be one. It's measured by your heart, your passion, your courage. I could pursue Paralympic sport, I could get in the chair and be propelled by my arms, by my heart, my passion and commitment and realize excellence to be a marathoner, to ultimately represent my country, to be a world champion, and to think about the way in which I was able to express myself beyond, to actually go kayaking and leave the wheelchair behind and, and to realize too that there are social barriers of other people that viewed me that also could be a powerful limiting force. This one time I was out on a beautiful winter day for a kayak in Vancouver. It had snowed a couple of inches and I left the wheelchair on the dock. And I was out pushing my, my kayak along and about two hours later I thought it was time to come back and I was about 100 meters, about 100 meters from the wheelchair, looked up at the dock as I was paddling along and, and I saw this commotion around the dock. There was the police, the ambulance and a bunch of concerned people looking at this chair. What's going on? And I, I glided up, I said, what are, what are, what's happening, you guys? They say, oh look, you know, empty wheelchair tracks in the snow, guy must have fallen in and he drowned, we're gonna call the divers. And I said, hey, that's my wheelchair. And they went, oh, he breathed a huge sigh of relief. I didn't realize, you know, no one thought a guy in a wheelchair might go kayaking. So I was transferring back into my wheelchair, they all dissipated except the policeman, and he, uh, he looks at me and he, he leans over and he says, hey buddy, Next time you go out there, can you do me a favor? I said, what's that? He says, put a sign in the back of that wheelchair that says, gone kayaking. I think I'm gonna get another call. <laughs> so I said, I'm gonna do something about those attitudes one day. And of course, as I moved forward, I realized that I had a chance to be able to, to actually be the best I could be. Coming up after the break. The role models, the parents, the family, the friends who helped me be in this place and helped me realize that, that my disability was basically behind me. Now it was all about my ability. This episode of Idea City on the Air is brought to you by Zoomer Magazine. We'll be back in a moment with more from Rick Hansen. For more information about Idea City or to watch hundreds of talks online, go to ideacity.ca. Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. You're listening to Rick Hansen speak about his life and lessons learned. 
I was at the Olympic Games in the first exhibition race uh, for wheelchair athletes in 84. Won a gold at the Paralympic Games in marathoning. And when I was on the podium, you know, I felt like an incredible sense of gratitude and joy. Gratitude for the country that gave me a chance, that had the values of accessibility and inclusivity. The role models, the parents, the family, the friends who helped me be in this place and helped me realize that, that my disability was basically behind me. Now it was all about my ability. And when you get to that place, you can't help but be motivated to pay it forward and to make a difference yourself. I had traveled the world as a Paralympian, and I had seen those attitudinal barriers and physical barriers everywhere in the world, not just here in Canada. I'd listened to stories of thousands of people who had disabilities, who were great champions and very powerful people, but they constantly saw the barriers that didn't have to be there. And I decided to wheel around the world to show the potential of people with disabilities if barriers were removed. 40,000 kilometers through 34 countries. And when we started on that journey, we just had a small group of people and we had a dream and we wanted to start this movement. And yet the world was so large and so disconnected before information technology and GPS and Twitter and cell phones. And how would we get the message out? And it was uh, really rewarding when we had those powerful moments amongst ourselves where we broke through to keep going and believe in our dream like when I was wheeling in the second day and the rain had came in and it was zero degrees and pouring rain and sleet and snow. And I was wheeling 113 kilometers a day in that first wheeling segment after the first 40 kilometers in the motorhome for a rest break with ice on the wrists and the shoulders knowing that I was injured already because I was having trouble with the grip. I thought about quitting and I realized that there's no shame in walking away but make sure you have no regrets. And I asked myself if I had one more stroke and the answer was sure, okay, one more. Talk yourself out of that nice warm motorhome, get into the steel cold chair, put on the wet slimy gloves and wheel out from behind the protection of the motorhome into the first blast of wind and rain and take another stroke, another stroke, another, another kilometer, another kilometer, another quarter day, a half day, 12 hours later, nine o'clock at night, finish the second day, another 113 kilometers done, still in the hunt for my dream. Was I ever glad? I asked if I had one more stroke, one more stroke. And you know, Symbols of success are so important in our journey, and for me, that image of being on the Great Wall to get to the highest point to demonstrate that there are no barriers, no walls in life that can't be crossed. I still have that photo, and it's in my closet, and I look at it once in a while when the going gets tough, and I'm reminded, keep going, don't stop. You can overcome this barrier. And sometimes, though, when you get to places like New Zealand, you come across the corner, and around the corner, you look, and you see these guys, and they're going, hey, they don't care what I'm doing. What are you up to? You have to wait because sometimes barriers pass. And then, of course, youth everywhere. Um, Youth being exposed to people, not just people with disability, but people with potential, free of stigma, free of prejudice, thinking only about possibilities, knowing you're making a difference, meeting people with disabilities who look at you with hope to know that their family, their friends, the community are starting to break down and shed those barriers to open the door for them to reach their full potential. Young kids believing that anything's possible if I believe in my dream. Then those last couple of days at BC Place with 50,000 people and at the Oak Ridge Mall that we left two years, two months, and two days later, breaking the boundary of 40,000 kilometers traveled, thinking I'm done, having generated $26 million for our movement, and I'm thinking we're done. Yes! And then I look behind me, I saw this sign, it said, Welcome Home Rick, and I go, what's that above it? The end is just the beginning. 
what kind of a crazy marketing person put that up there anyway? Don't they realize I'm finished? <laughs> and then I realized uh, after a little reflection that, that 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 person was absolutely bang on. Life is not a destination. It's a journey for all of us. Coming up after the break. Did you know that in Canada, there's close to 5 million people with disabilities today? Did you know that that means one in five Canadians have a disability and it's becoming a very big deal? This episode of Idea City on the Air is brought to you by Zoomer Magazine. We'll be back in a moment with more from Rick Hansen. Idea City is a program of talks about the world's biggest ideas, featuring the world's smartest people. For more information about the three-day Idea City live conference or to watch hundreds of talks online, go to ideacity.ca. Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. You're listening to Rick Hansen speak about his life and lessons learned. My life continued to evolve and, and of course, so many people picked up the challenge. It became a national journey and a global movement where change continued to move forward. And 25 years later, how fortunate I was to be selected by Canada to bring in the Olympic flame into the stadium to host the Olympic and Paralympic Games to welcome 3.5 billion people on the planet to our games. Not just the Olympic Games, Olympic and Paralympic Games. Not just athletes, but athletes with disabilities. There was no difference, just athletes. People with disabilities fully included in all, and I was so proud to bring that flame in to say, yes, we've come so far, and yet we still have so far to go. I was so privileged. And if you think about how far to go, it's still based on being vigilant on attitudes because you can see those moments where young children are isolated, as you can see in uh, the picture here on the left where there's a barrier where a, a, a teacher put up the, you know, the class photo and there the, the young lad in the chair is, is isolated. And then someone brought it to their attention and she responded. And of course, the solution was, was, to, was to get him there and, uh, and to make him part of the class and to be included you know, in a seamless way so he didn't feel special or unique or different, he was just part of the class. And there are all kinds of accessibility barriers that are out there that people architect into the society without knowing it. I love to actually use the escalator in my chair when I'm commuting the airport, it's so fast, rather than the elevator, I just grab on. And of course, someone decided to put a bar in there to prevent people like me from getting up there. And I go, we've got to have a solution. Of course, the solution is remove the bar and let people make their own mind as to whether or not they can get on the escalator or not. What a concept. <laughs> Did you know that in Canada, there's close to five million people with disabilities today? Did you know that that means one in five Canadians have a disability and it's becoming a very big deal? Traditionally, we looked at it as a charitable issue that should just be for those poor folks who are disadvantaged. And then lately, it's been a human rights movement where it's been embedded in our constitution. It's also championed by the United Nations and Ban Ki-moon in their convention of rights and freedom in countries around the world. But interestingly, the economic side of the agenda is just starting to emerge, the tip of the iceberg. And what's driving that is aging baby boomers who have disabling conditions and who have opportunities for disposable income to be absolutely applied. Did you know that there are 60 million people with disabilities in North America, 1.3 billion people on the planet? Did you know that the disposable income is massive if we actually tap into it? From an employment perspective, young kids leaving universities, 40% 
have a post-secondary education, people with disabilities, 50% unemployment. Did you also know that it only takes $500 on average to accommodate your workplace for uh, making sure that people with disabilities are actually capable? Did you also know that aging boomers are working longer and they have disabling conditions and if that stigma is removed from being able to talk about their issues and accommodate and work their way through, we'll lose that great talent, lose that productivity and miss the opportunity, not just for employment, but also for great customer service, to win in a marketplace, product innovation, new ideas to be able to actually move forward and positioning, brand positioning and values based about what your company stands for and what you believe in. And then, of course, your charitable interest as well. What a powerful force for change as people start to emerge. And hosting the Pan Am and Para Pan Am Games in Ontario is a great representation. It's just around the corner. Thousands of people from around the world would be coming here. And I have that perspective because I was at the Para Pan Am Games in 82 when I broke through. I won nine gold medals you know, representing my country at those games. And it was really giving me inspiration for the future. But those medals were different, and uh, of course there were no Pan Am and Para Pan Am games like they're here in Toronto. And now these medals that are being conducted are actually conducted with Braille in mind for those who are visually impaired and blind, fully inclusive for everyone, no matter who wins the medal, and to share to anyone in your family whether they have a visual impairment or blindness or not. What an amazing transformation. And to think about welcoming those people from around the world to your businesses, you know, restaurants and hotels and transportation, and to be able to ensure that we collaborate to make that happen. It's so powerful to be able to see the opportunities. A business movement. Coming up after the break. What would your attitude be about your family member, friend, or peer in your community who has a disability? One of pity or one of inspiration? You're listening to Idea City on the Air, brought to you by Zoomer Magazine. We'll be back in a moment with more from Rick Hansen. Get the latest Idealist news, presenter information, and watch hundreds of talks at ideacity.ca. Welcome back to Idea City on the Air. We now conclude Rick Hansen's talk. People with disabilities, well, we have a chance to be able to power things forward because we can create a movement that moves forward. The world is smaller and more connected today. It's never been more connected. That idea of bringing people together to share information and knowledge on a global digital platform where instead of being divided by clinical diagnosis or thousands of NGOs and government and private sector working in isolation, we can work together in one umbrella movement where no one gets left behind. We can rate facilities, we can share information, we can constantly work on common solutions and, and where you're in Toronto, you can impact places in Beijing and Vancouver and no one has to go on a Man in Motion World Tour to make a difference. And how does it start? It starts by checking your attitude. What would your attitude be about your family member, friend, or peer in your community who has a disability, one of pity, or one of inspiration. What about if you had a disability, whether it was visible or not? Would you see that as another challenge to overcome with great possibilities, or would you be driven by pain, suffering, and loss, and limit your productivity? Call to actions, challenge our attitudes, the biggest challenge that we still have to face, and we need to be vigilant and share great stories of hope and inspiration. 
Continue to remove barriers that don't have to be there. Constantly break down those barriers one good turn at a time so that people have full mobility. And we can do it if we work together. To unleash that potential that's unlimited. To see people with disabilities actually have amazing potential. Liberate a society that is being burdened economically, socially, and culturally by these barriers that don't have to be there. You know, I get to speak to young people around the world, and I'm blown away by their insight. They have a question that constantly comes up. Mr. Hansen, if you had a choice to go back, to go back to when you were hitchhiking, would you decide to get back into that pickup truck or not? Would you trade your life for the use of your legs? What a great question. My answer to them is, when I was first injured, I would have sold my soul for the use of my legs. I wanted it all back. I was angry at the world. At the end of the day, though, the challenge of my disability has forced me to ask the right questions to understand that it's not what happens to you, it's what you do with it that counts. It's your attitude, your perspective. It's about living and giving love. It's about respecting others. It's about believing that you have ability and that everyone can make a difference and make this world a little better place than when you came. I can't wait to unfold the next chapter of my life. I believe that all of us have the ability to be able to make a difference in our own life, no matter what challenges we have. All we have to do is believe, try harder, dig deeper. I even believe in the future, one day, the wheelchair will be in a museum. I believe as we move forward in a global digital solutions network, we'll have a chance to be able to accelerate that practice. I hope that you help join me and on my team to be able to get there faster. Together, we're stronger. Join us on rickhanson.com, and let's never, ever give up on your dreams. Thanks a lot, you guys. I really appreciate it. Never. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Long time no see. You too, buddy. Love to be Thank you. Thank you. It's here for Moses, eh, guys? Huh? Good job, Moses. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Idea City on the Air. Catch Moses Neimer's Idea City Conference live every June in Toronto or on regularly scheduled radio and TV shows throughout the year. And find hundreds of talks online every day at ideacity.ca. For more information about Idea City, find us online at ideacity.ca, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or youtube.com slash ideacity. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.